0: Hello and welcome to the Middle East Forum speaker webinar series. I'm Stacy Roman and I will be moderating this discussion today. We're pleased to have Aliel Yami, the founder of the Center for oh, The Center for Democracy and Human Rights in Saudi Arabia. Join us to discuss MBS backs down, Qatar's surprising victory in the GCC. Dr. Aliyami will speak for 15 minutes and open it up for questions. Should you wish to ask a question, please use the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen to type your question. And with that, I will turn the discussion over to Dr. Ali Aliyami. Hello, are we still on? Yes, you're ready to go whenever.
1: Okay, thank you very much. My uh, topic is the, uh, as dictated by your uh, organization to talk about uh, uh, the blockade of Qatar, and uh, why did it happen, and why the Qataris were able to uh, overcome all the uh restrictions on them. And finally, the Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman uh, decided actually single-handedly to lift the blockade uh, for many different reasons. Historically, historically, Qatar uh, has been considered or was considered as part of the little Gulf states when they were under British and other uh, foreign colonialism. And after uh, Qatar had uh, its uh, independence in the nineteen nineties, uh, the 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 grandfather the grandfather of the current Amir uh, of Qatar.
0: I'm sorry to interrupt. We uh, actually lost our visual. the The light behind you became too bright.
1: Okay, so what am I supposed to do?
0: Uh, you could close the blind. I,
1: I do not know if there is anything I should uh, be clicking.
0: Oh, no, it's the light behind you is too bright. Oh, the light. Okay, oh, how is that? How is that?
1: Better, better? Yes, thank you. I'm sorry, continue. Okay, now, I. okay, here we go. Technology and me are not exactly the best of friends. So anyway, <clears throat> did you hear what I said or shall I repeat?
0: We heard
1: what you said. Huh? We heard. You can continue. Okay. So anyway, when Qatar, uh, when when Qatar had uh, received or, or got its independence from Great Britain in the 1990s, uh, the grandfather of the current emir was uh, like the rest of the uh, uh, Gulf Arab states rulers. He was a dynastic chief, and you know he wanted to keep things. The way as as they were under the British colonialism, where the British was doing all the work for him, and he was just sitting there, uh, you know, taking money and going to hunt for uh, the uh, and stuff. Uh, his son, the his son, the father of the current emir, Hamad Al Thani, uh, decided to change the course of the Qatari uh, internal and external uh, affairs and and politics and and. Uh, institutions so he to make this story short they are long but to we'll make it short he decided uh, to uh, uh, overthrow his father uh, from the uh, from the crown uh, from the uh, throne and took over and uh, st- established a qatari uh, independent policies and 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 Moved away, actually moved away from the other Gulf states uh, circle, like the Saudis and the and Emiratis and the Bahrainis and everybody else. And he expanded. His, he expanded his uh, relations <laughs> with with other powers uh, and you know, like Egypt and Turkey and Iran and and, and everyone in between. And that didn't make the Qataris, I mean the Emiratis and the Saudis specifically happy because they considered that as a betrayal of the GCC family uh, interest. That has been going on for a long time, long before blockaded him in uh, 2017. So historically that's the case. And that's that's part of why uh, the Saudis with the encouragement of former President Trump uh, or acquiescence, tried to actually invade Qatar militarily. But lucky for the Qataris, the former uh, Secretary of State, uh, Tellerson, and Secretary of, Defe- Secretary of Defense Matt, uh, Mattis were in power, and they told the Saudis and the Emirates, uh, hands off for two reasons, Uh, Qatar is a very big trophy. It's a big trophy financially, but also strategically, the biggest uh, American base outside this country or even inside this country are located in Qatar, the Al-Ubaid Air Base. And the country is a small country and it's very wealthy, especially with natural resources, gas, especially gas uh, fields, which is interestingly enough, they share with Iran, that's another issue. So that didn't work. In the meantime, they had about 10 or 15 uh, conditions uh, after they uh, imposed the blockade that Qatar should uh, accept before they remove the blockade, including especially, especially the closure of the Al Jazeera TV network, satellite TV network, which is actually the first free forum for Arabs and non-Arabs uh, to to debate issues, uh, Islam, Arab-Israeli conflict and, and everything else. And it, interestingly enough, it was actually the, <laughs> the first station where Israeli uh, uh, politicians and historians were, were debating issues with their counterparts or with anybody in the Al Jazeera. So Al Jazeera was a big problem for them because uh, it attacks them for one thing and expose their uh, failures at their own home. But they never, of course, Al never never uh, criticize the, uh, the government of Qatar. But uh, the, reason Qatar was, the, the reason the Qatar was the reason the main region uh, the Qataris were uh, prevailed is because, as I said, it's a true, it's wealthy, it's a small country, a small population and they don't give the West, especially the United States, and other headaches like the Saudis and the other ones in the Gulf, who are always either in trouble or demanding some protections. Or Qatar was just independent. Plus, Qataris are actually all of them. These these rulers uh, survived for a reason. They are they are desert foxes. They know what they are doing. You know, they they are not stupid people. They are very smart. So. The Gatharis, the Gatharis, uh, the process, the Gatharis, had uh, uh, many American universities, campuses uh, built in Gathar. In addition to the oil and to the bases and stuff, the is connected themselves to to the other Western important institutions, mostly universities, but others like like like. Uh, uh, Carnegie and other groups, that, that the uh, 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 think tanks. So, uh, the, the Prince Mohammed actually decided to to remove the uh, the blockade for many reasons. One is Prince Mohammed, especially uh, the United Arab Emirates and other Arab countries, started. Uh, uh relations with the israelis or normalizations or or yeah with the israelis prince mohammed was left out so he was actually scared that he will be second in line after the uh, ruler of the united arab emirates specifically who are all over the places and they are ha- they have a social life for their people they are dictators like the rest of them but the Interestingly enough, the ruler of uh, the, the 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 crown prince of uh, the United Arab Emirates, that uh, Mohammed bin Zayed (MBZ), was was the mentor uh, for uh, uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. In the meantime, he was undermining his uh, his uh, his, uh, his 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 power, actually, both in, in Yemen and 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 uh, and everywhere else in Libya. And with, with, with with Turkey and everybody So he he uh, he felt he felt that he might be left, left behind that's partly that's that's a major reason he actually lifted the uh, blockade uh, but they get nothing they get none of their demands the 13, 14 15 demands they absolutely nothing. So uh, three years of blockade, only make better, stronger, both domestically, regionally, and globally. And uh, and and uh, uh, the blockaders gain gain nothing. I, it was it was a a, a foreign policy uh, a blunder. But then that's what these people do. Okay, are you, are, are you there? Yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> All right. I thought that would be a summary for, otherwise I could go forever.
0: Oh, wonderful. So the uh, first question is, how exactly did the Qataris get stronger domestically, regionally, and internationally, like you just stated? Sorry? How did the Qataris get um, stronger internationally, as you just stated?
1: Well, regionally, regionally, uh, as I said, regionally they have a very, very uh, lucrative uh, uh, relationship with Iran, which is the most powerful uh, country in the uh, Gulf states and, and maybe in most of the Arab the Middle East. And that's one. Turkey, for example, had a base and 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 got and got too. And when the blockade took place, they 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 uh, strengthened that base uh then uh also despite despite for example egypt blockade the egyptians were not exactly crazy about disconnecting themselves from the qataris uh for money i mean their problem with qatar is limited to the muslim brotherhood relations with the qataris and stuff but that's not it wasn't it wasn't a detriment uh, uh policy the qataris policy to the egyptians those these are some of the things that strengthen. And also, uh, many of the Gulf state uh, uh, people, the people themselves, they actually like what, they like the Qataris. Again, for, for the Al Jazeera, their they're only uh, open uh, uh, forum to discuss their views and to expose their uh, regimes uh, failures at home. But a small country, and people uh, sort of uh, uh, sympathize with them, but also you have to understand most of the population of Qatar, Bahrain, Amer- the United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, they are from the same tribes, you know, my last name is Yam. it's a tribe in Saudi Arabia, there are lots of Aliyamis, for example, in Qatar and uh, in Kuwait and Bahrain and everywhere else, so they are tribes, they, they have relatives uh, in, in each other country. So that, that didn't really gain too much uh, support from within the populations of the rest of the Arab states globally. Globally, uh, Qatar was seen as a, as a very lucrative place in terms of uh, energy, but also they have a lot, the population of Qatar, the, the, the native people of the population is less than 300,000 people. So the Qataris have a lot to uh, offer financially to and, and strategically for the international Community they became the biggest uh, uh buyer uh, of of British for example businesses investments in the in this country investments in uh Britain investment in, and definitely in Turkey br- investment everywhere and uh Iranian the Iranians uh, animosity with the Saudis which is 15 centuries ago and I think in new here uh, made, made Qatar worthy, uh, worthwhile for the Iranian to protect and to defend and vice versa, the Qataris benefit from the Iranian power. So they became much stronger. Then also they became, the Qataris internally became actually semi-independent in terms of their, uh, of, of what they need, uh, their needs, consumption, consumption like milk, like meat, like everything else. Most of the Gulf states are are dependent on importing most of what they consume from outside. So that helps the Qataris actually uh, to to build their own infrastructure in terms of uh, domestic consumptions.
0: Thank you. And how will lifting the blockade affect the Abraham Accords? Does it have any bearing on US relations with Saudi Arabia?
1: uh now uh, you know the the Saudis want it both ways they want to be the boss but they didn't want to give anything for it uh frankly speaking the the Gulf states and the Gulf rulers they need they need the Israelis a whole lot more than the Israelis need them the Israel is the driver's seat at this point so they need the Israelis uh, know-how. Uh, they need the Israelis' protection, which I hope the Israelis want to protect will not protect these dictators. I don't think they will, at least as far as I know. So the the Saudis wanted to dominate not only the Gulf GCC countries, but also they want to dominate their affairs with the international community and with the reg- regional groups and regional countries. But then when Prince Mohammed. Uh, Realized that, uh, that life goes with or without him, uh, he decided to encourage some kind of the uh, approach to the Israelis. But the United Arab Emirates and Kuwait and, and uh, Qatar was among the first uh, Arab countries to actually uh, initiate uh, cooperation with the Israelis. So when he saw that he might be left out, he decided to uh, left the lift the uh, the embargo or the blockade and he actually began to see that there is interest for him into seeing this Amir of Qatar uh, freer to help him to help Prince Mohammed bin Salman because uh, the Saudis are not popular any place uh, especially since the King Salman King Salman is still the problem actually I think he victimized his son but uh, the, but 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 the thing is the thing is uh, they, they, they became unpopular within the Gulf States. So they, because they, when Prince Mohammed bin Salman dis, almost dismantled the Gulf GCC group by sending his troops to Bahrain and by uh, invading Yemen and all of these external uh, adventures he embarked on, he and his father again. His father is the most uh, conservative and reactionary king actually that has uh, uh, ascended to the Saudi throne and uh, close-minded and definitely uh, anti-Jews, anti-Israelis, anti-liberals, anti-women, anti-everything there is that make modern uh, society uh, grow. So uh, Mohammed bin Salman is in a very bad shape. So he decided lifting this uh, A blockade will help him more than hurt him, regardless of the fact that he didn't get any of his demands uh, out of the Qataris.
0: Thank you. So how did Qatar's influence operations in DC enable or catalyze this situation with the GCC and the blockades being lifted?
1: You have to understand, your audience have to understand, there is no love lost be- between the rulers of the GCC. They actually don't like each other and all of the other small Gulf states don't like the Saudis specifically because of Wahhabi, because of the Sharia law that, that they impose in the, the, because, because because Saudi Arabia is the major power and the Gulf among the Gulf Arab states. So they dominated the scene for many, many years and uh, that domination not only politically and economically but also socially and but socially and religiously so most of the gulf states people uh, don't like the saudi uh, restrictions like women have to wear the hijab and and be second citizen most of them are still in the gulf states regardless what anybody says so the 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 GCC itself is fragmented from day one. There is some need among the ruling families, which is detached from the people themselves, except ruling them and exploiting them. So they 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 don't really care for each other. And and when Prince Mohammed came and again he did, uh, he he uh, sent his troops to to. uh, Across the, uh, the the uh, Arab Spring movement, and Yemen, and and the, the other the other Gulf states, the other smaller Gulf states, uh, start thinking more seriously that if he did this to Bahrain and to Qatar and to Yemen, and uh, we will be especially Oman and and uh, especially Oman and uh, Kuwait. Uh, we could be the next we could be the next target of this guy's reckless behavior and reckless policies so they were happy to see him get stuck for example in these other issues and they start they start easing themselves out of the 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 gcc uh, union and reaching out to other power including iran and and also turkey and other uh, people so that is the 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 uh, the uh, establishment of GCC in the 1980s, 1980, after the Iranian Revolution in 1979, was actually initiated by the Saudis, and the main and the main reason for that is to to control the other Gulf state foreign policy, domestic policy, and their natural resources, and use it as a bargain with superpowers, for example, and other powers in the region.
0: So can you comment on Qatar's support of Hamas a terrorist organization mother, Muslim Brotherhood, al Qaeda and Iran uh, as the greatest supporter of terrorism against the US uh, how I'm you not there?
1: Sure. I'm not sure I buy this argument that they are supporting al Qaeda and support they, they support Hamas actually and this and they and and uh, Qatar has a huge <laughs> just like Saudi Arabia during King Faisal uh, era in the 1970s. Both of all of the Gulf states were threatened by the Nasser nationalism, uh, Nasser of Egypt in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, he died. So they actually invited the Muslim Brotherhood to come to their countries and use them as a counter uh, 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 part to Nasser's to call for liberating all the Arab world from all these old kings and uh, imperialism and all of that kind of thing. So, uh, after they invited the 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 uh, invited the Muslim Brotherhood, the Muslim Brotherhoods were more educated than the Gulf people. So they became teachers, they became government officials, they became business people, they become doctors and nurses, and so they had a huge role to play in these countries. And they they produce children. They become Saudis and Qataris and all of these things, and they become members of the parliaments, whether it is in Qatar or or Kuwait or United Arab Emirates or Morocco or any any Arab country. So it is it was difficult for them to actually kick them out easily, but they are also afraid they may they may conspire with the Muslim Brotherhood after Mursi uh, was elected president in twenty thirteen. So they want, they want to to silence them or to get rid of them or because they are afraid. So they, they, they have to really understand. Your audience, your audience have to understand that the uh, Arab regimes in the Gulf, uh, the problem with the Muslim Brotherhood has very little to do with supporting uh, terrorism or Hamas or whatever. It has to do with uh, the Muslim Brotherhood Charter is against, it's against, uh, rule by inheritance, which means all the kings and the amirs of the Gulf states. That's one thing. Second thing, they are afraid that they might become the Sunni leaders of all the Sunni Muslim one point whatever billion people. So it is more than just what what they are saying about supporting extremism and terrorism. Look. I mean, anybody, unless they are stupid or, or denying the right. Saudi Arabia is the biggest creator of extremism and terrorism and Wahhabism in the Middle East and all over the world. These are facts that are documented. And when I hear the Westerners and, and, and others saying that we need the Saudis to fight uh, terrorism and extremism, how, how are the people who really need them to stay alive? Because if it is not for terrorism or extremism, there will be no need for the Saudi uh, kings and, and the other Gulf state rulers to stay in power. So they, they cannot get rid of them. The rulers of the Gulf will, will not get rid of the extremism and, and religious extremism and terrorism because they use them and they really have used them. In two oh six, former Saudi ambassador, uh, Bander when he, uh, to Washington DC uh, when he and his father, who was defense minister uh, before he died, uh, Prince Sultan, they had uh, purchased the biggest armed deal from the Britain called the Yamama in the 1980s for $100 billion or something, maybe more than that. A lot more than that, actually, close to a trillion. So they got lots of kickbacks from the British uh, uh, manufacturer of uh, military equipment. And when that was discovered, the British the British courts were going to investigate whether the British companies uh, actually broke the uh, the laws of Britain. When, when the Saudi princes heard about this, Prince, uh, former Saudi ambassador of Prince Bandar, this is documented, anybody can Google this. They don't, you shouldn't take my word for anything, just Google it. He took his airplane and went and met with uh, Tony Blair, who was the Prime Minister of British at the time, and told him, "If you let, if you didn't overrule your court, we are not going to tell you when terrorists are going to attack your country." And he and that and he and that and 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 Blair overruled his his democratic system and canceled all court inquiry into that issue. And they did the same thing actually to. Uh, former um, U.S. Attorney General, uh, Holder, when the, families, when the families of the victims of 9-11 uh, reached a point, their lawyers, to, to uh, confirm that the Saudi, some of the Saudi-ruling family were involved in financing terrorists, they, told, they said the same thing to uh, Holder, and Holder told uh, his uh, lawyer and, and others that there is not enough evidence, so forget about this case. So they have used terrorism and extremism to blackmail their allies, to blackmail their own allies that defend them and protect them and, 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 and overrule their own democratic values in favor of the Saudi money and fear of terrorism. It's not, it, it's more complicated than most people actually uh, know or want to know or admit.
0: Thank you so much. You spoke earlier about Qatar's uh, building up connections with the Western universities and think tanks. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy in the American Jewish community over Qatar uh, fun- financing a trip from a think tank to uh, get the think tank to praise them, uh, their government as moderate. Uh, why do you think Qatar's leaders think it's worth spending all that money to get American Jews to praise them?
1: No. American American universities, like American politicians, are for sale. So they are for the highest bidder. And all of these people, the biggest contribution to building and financing uh, Middle Eastern Islamic centers in the United States and Britain and everywhere, are from Saudi Arabia and the Gulf states. So they give them lots of money, and they are for sale. Look, I have worked in Washington for many, many years. I'm in the belly of the beast, so I know what's going on. I worked for Aramco before I came to this country as a young boy. So I know that part of it too. So the the I know I follow I follow these issues very, very very much because it involved my work. I, I'm a human rights activist. I'm not politician. I'm not interested group. I didn't lobby for governments or anybody. I'm a human rights activist and a promoter of democratic values in Saudi Arabia specifically, because that's the country I know best. So uh, American universities, they are even silencing freedom of expression in American universities here to appease to abuse these uh, absolute dictators, uh, Arab Muslim dictators and Arab dictators, especially the oil men, the, the Gulf State rulers. they are they are they are silencing Americans from speaking and American campuses. the I think I think that uh, the Middle East Forum is doing an excellent job. And, and keeping people informed about these issues. I actually, that's my liking for your organization and also my for Dr. Pipe, uh, with who for whom I have a high respect uh, even though we do not agree on everything as I mentioned to you the other day, but he's, he's, he's doing the right thing in terms of exposing the same thing I expose, except he has more money than I do.
0: Along those lines, that leads me into my last question. Where can we find some more of your work?
1: www.cdhr.info. That's Center for Democracy and Human Rights in Saudi Arabia. And uh, you can uh, you can have people have my email address and our website. If anybody have any questions or if they want to have honest discussions like this one, uh, I will be happy to meet with them on this uh, medium until we can move uh, physically. Or I can answer any question they 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 anybody has, and nobody should be hesitant to ask any question, good, bad, and everything in between. Because uh, uh, my job is to 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 explain things the best I know, and I'm I don't I, I I'm not a politician, and I don't really uh, uh, do anything just to please people or get their money. That's not what I'm doing. I'm doing something that's bigger than that.
0: Yes, thank you so much on our test webinar. You said to ask the hard questions and I hope that we accomplish that today. Uh, keep you. in touch. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Dr. Aliyami. Thank you, thank you. Uh, for our viewers, please be on the lookout for our weekly webinar offerings email coming out over the weekend. Thank you all for joining us and I hope you have a great day. Bye, thank you.